If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 138 of Confessions of a Marketer, Google's Loretta Spot. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Vincenzo Landino is back to continue our chat about Super Bowl ads. We'll get to that in a moment. Maggie Fox will be in next time to chat about the CEO-CMO relationship and lots more. Mark Schaefer will be in soon to talk about his book, Marketing Rebellion. And we'll have Catherine Hayes, speaker, advisor, and co-host of CMO Spotlight on SiriusXM and author of Beyond Advertising. She'll be in to talk about advertising and maybe some of the Super Bowl ads. We'll see how that goes. Lots more great discussions in store. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. All right, back to Vincenzo Landino. Last time we talked about Secret, Jeep, Walmart, Hulu, Mountain Dew, and Hyundai. But there was one that was missing, wasn't there? In this part, we discuss the Google Loretta spot. Plus, we get a glimpse into Vincenzo's background and what he's up to with Aftermark. So let's get to it. So I want to start off this part of our discussion and talk about the Google spot, which I thought was wonderful. It's the kind of thing when you're watching it, you kind of get the hairs on the back of your neck going up because it's just something about the way it was edited, the soundtrack, all that mm-hmm. just really worked really effectively. You know, I don't know if you've ever been a, a caretaker for someone with Alzheimer's, but I have. And, you know, my grandmother, she's got it. She's dealt with it. She's in the, the late stages of it. She's She's doing all right, but she's completely, you know, mentally gone. And so you like, you know, you start seeing this and it's also all of her brothers and sisters pretty much have mm-hmm. it. So my dad's family and cousins and whatnot, my cousins on my dad's side, we've all dealt with it. We've mm-hmm. all felt like super affected by it. Yeah, it, it just, you know, it hit you. Like, it's like this, it was an ad where you're sitting there talking about Loretta now, right? right. We're sitting there like we, by name, we're like, oh, the Loretta commercial. Google can help you remember. Yeah, I cried like a baby through the entire, almost the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah. By about 20 seconds in, I was already tearing up. Yeah, and you know it's it, 
I don't think all the features are 100% accurate. I think they definitely dramatize a little bit. But the fact that, you know, Google is able to help you remember these moments and help you remember these things and reminisce. And serve up ads based on those. Yeah, I mean, there's all that conversation too, right? (laughs) Like, well, they're collecting all this data. Like, sure. I mean, but just from the emotional piece of it, you know, any ad, I believe there's like 27 human emotions or whatever. I mean, this thing and any ad really should strike some sort of emotion. It should, as a viewer, you should watch it and be able to put yourself in that protagonist seat and be able to sympathize or empathize with them. And and this ad you are, right? These are things you do every day. Mm-hmm. You search on Google. You ask Google to to do things for you, like show me this or remind me of this or whether it's Google or whether it's, you know, Siri, whatever it is. We these are actions, these types of actions are things that we do all the time. And so they just did a tremendous job of it. It was pretty simple. It's a pretty, you know, there's oh, really yeah. there's no motion. There's it's not like they had to shoot anything live motion. It's all photos with stock imagery of, you know, Google, yeah. the little Google assistant logo popping up and whatnot and typing. I mean, it's, it's very, this is a very easy edit from a production standpoint. This was very easy to do, but it's, it's well edited in the sense that they were able to string together the right copy, the right music, the right story to really get you just to stop, think for a second. And when you do that, that's how you, you know, I think that's how you win. Yeah, and simple is sometimes the best, isn't it? It's it's, it's mm-hmm. really a, a story that we were listening to. It wasn't mm-hmm. a commercial in the classic sense. Uh, you don't hear about features and functionality. You just saw how someone is using it, right? And that's how that's how you get the user to kind of see themselves sitting yeah. there or understand where someone could be sitting there. Yeah, wow, this has been a a great discussion of these. And, you know, there's probably 25 more that we could talk about, but Mm -hmm. I think we hit the the ones that resonated with me. Is there anything else from the brand bowl hashtag that you'd like to mention? You know, I thought there was ads there, like Sabra Hummus did a pretty good job. Mm. Again, that was an ad that didn't necessarily score well, but I thought it was a really good use of pop culture. I mean, there was like 20 or more different celebrities in it, but they were celebrities from, you know, Boomer Esiason who, right. you know, if you, if you watch football in the 80s, you know who Boomer Esiason is, or if you're in the New York area, you listen to Boomer. I think yeah, he probably is national now, but you listen to Boomer on WFAN, on the radio, WFAN. Yeah. but they had people like Zach King, who is a YouTuber slash Vine star. They had Charlie D'Amelio. She's from Connecticut. She is a 15-year-old TikTok star. And she, there was a spot, actually, I, ha- I saw it on TikTok where they brought these all together. You know, the same look, bright colors, bold colors. And she was on, um, you know, with Boomer mm-hmm. in that. And she actually leveraged the OK Boomer line. She, she actually <laughs> said, I'm like, OK Boomer. I liked it. And I believe that was uh, VaynerMedia that did that. Yeah. Which just goes to show, you know, I think... Gary does a great job with connecting himself to these new types of, mm-hmm. of audience or these new types of influencers, I guess, or, or platforms. So he, you know, he tied in all of these people that are, have unique audiences. Ric Flair was in it. Who's like, you know, Gary's a big wrestling fan. So it, it had a <laughs> lot of t- shades of Gary Vaynerchuk because of it, but I think it works because it had so much reach across more than just the TV. 
just that um, you know Super Bowl ad. I thought that one was really good. Actually, I didn't love the uh, the Tide ads. The yeah. Tide ads were were interesting because if you watched just one and then you missed the other three, or if you missed you know two, because they had one per quarter, I believe that told an overarching story, which is cool. But again, if you miss one, you don't fully understand. Or if you miss the first one, you don't necessarily get the other three. Yeah. When they're old at the end of the game. Yeah, right? I, it, it was okay. I, had to, I saw the previous ones, but I still had to jog my memory. and like, what the hell is this even about? It was okay because I kind of was thinking to myself, like, is this a Bud Light ad or was it a <laughs> Tide ad? You know, and Tide had a unique spot, I think it was two years ago, where they did the, is this a Tide ad? Where like every commercial, you were asking yourself, wait a minute, is this just a Tide ad? Right. So yeah, I, you kind of thought of that for a second. So they, I think they leveraged a little too much of their past success to try and make it feel like that again. Yeah. I didn't love that. I thought the Reese's commercial was actually pretty funny. Yeah. The woman was like using all those expressions like, were you raised by wolves? And then you have like the guy with his head up his ass type thing, which is kind of right. funny. Yeah, like visual. I remember that visually. I didn't remember what product it was. Yeah, I mean, I again, I'm only remembering it because I, I wrote the damn thread. So, but yes, that was that was one where you don't necessarily remember the product, right? Yeah. The Amazon Alexa commercial with Ellen was great. Yeah. You know, what do we do before Alexa? And you kind of goes through the ages and looks at all this other stuff. And then there was the Richard Nixon thing, like, hey, uh, delete that, delete those tapes. And she, <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, it's funny, right? You're laughing. Depending on where you are generationally, you'll understand it. Maybe some people don't, but. I think Amazon's going for the folks that do know those references that are like, oh, wait, I can use Alexa to do so much stuff, right? Right. Because they're talking like, what happened before Alexa? Well, most, if you're 20 years old, you have no idea or whatever. You know, 15 years old, you have no idea. Alexa's just one of my uh, former employees. I was talking to her the other day and she was like, my son knows Alexa's name before he says anyone else's name. He said Alexa was his first word. Yeah. You know, so like there's kids that don't understand that. So that, that, I thought that worked really well. Yeah, and we can go on and on. I thought the best non like product commercial was um, Disney Plus. They mm-hmm. flex their Marvel Studios library, and they they really hit it hard with what's coming up in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's going to be exclusive to Disney Plus. I thought that was really really well done. It was, that one was such a good. It was simple. They yeah. just showed off little you know some you know little snippets of the new the new shows they have coming up on Disney Plus. Right. You look at that and you're like, oh, wow, they've got some really good content there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, boy, they, and Disney Plus uh, is actually a really good service. I've enjoyed it, it so far. Yeah. So, so anyway. All right. So, so let's put those commercials behind us and let's have a commercial for Vincenzo Landino and Afterwork. Oh Can you tell me know. about what your, tell me your background and, you know, how you got to where you are and what you're up to now? Background would take us too long. So I'll start in the nearer history. About five years ago, six years ago, I was consulting for brands like social media. I, mm-hmm. I was doing social media consulting and a lot of execution because at the time, like as a solo entrepreneur, it was not easy to... You know, I, I had some decent sized clients, but nothing crazy. And that's when I met my wife. She's on YouTube. And because of that, we decided like, man, we really could put our brains together and create a video offering for brands. How do we do this? After Mark was born, out of really those, those ideas of 
we understand social and, and social strategy. We understand new types of media like YouTube, which to say it was new five years ago is actually kind of weird because it's been around for yeah. much longer. But to understanding how YouTube works was important. And uh, we were approached by a company. And so we thought we were just going to offer strategy. We were approached by a pretty good-sized online real estate company, right? realtor search company, whatever you want to call it, to help them create some short ads. And we were like, okay, cool. We'll give you... The, we'll drop the strategy. We'll help you create the ideas. We'll storyboard for you. And they're like, no, we want you to actually do it. And we're like, hmm. oh, okay. Uh, how much... Like, we had no idea. We're like, well, how much money... Is that worth to you? And they're like, oh, we, you know, this is kind of an end of the year type thing, and we can give you like thirty grand. And we're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, we can give you thirty grand for it. And I was like, um, okay. And we made like five short videos. Amy and I were featured in every single one. Yeah, which was not the intent, right? That was never our intent was to produce it. We produced it, edited it ourselves. You know, like we just never thought we were going to do that. We didn't want to necessarily. And then from that point forward, we we said, okay, it looks like if we've got the right ideas, people will want to pay us not only for the strategy, but also pay us to produce. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we went. And then, you know, since then, we've kind of started you know, doing audio production as well for some of our clients and, you know, because podcasts are, are so important. So we're really like a, a full digital media production company. And right now we're, you know, we're working more towards strategy and and providing the strategy and insight and ideas because we understand and we've been in enough Fortune 50 company, you know, boardrooms where ideas sometimes are just very hard because they're the folks that are running marketing in these companies are so tied to certain guidelines and rules. They're oftentimes selling to their bosses, not necessarily the audience. So it's like you see these really strange marketing messages or just messages that don't really fit who they should be and who they say they should be, right? You got the CMO talking about sustainability, but yet you have marketing messages that are going out that are all about just forcing their product on people's throats. So, you know, we've kind of approached it where we are that, those eyes on the outside, we are able to kind of give a fresh perspective and um, yeah. a lot of times we do the execution and the production. A lot of times we don't. It just it really depends on the client need and the budget, but that's essentially where we are. That's right cool. Now. And you're in the camp that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, huh? Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is because it's it, 100%. It's something that the whole family can kind of gather around and watch. And and uh, John McClane saves Christmas. How, yeah, what, I mean, yeah. how is that not a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, like you would say, <laughs> would you say Home Alone is a Christmas movie? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you say Home Alone's a Christmas movie, Kevin McAllister just saves it Christmas, right? For himself. Yeah. John McClane saves it for an entire group of people that yeah. was going to die yeah. from terrorists. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's one of those fun, <laughs> it's honestly one of those really fun things to discuss with people because it's always like either you absolutely believe it or you absolutely don't. And it's, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> you know, that was Bruce Willis in his prime, too. So, and who doesn't love Bruce Willis? Yeah, it's not exactly White Christmas, but you know, it's it's no. it's a it's a Christmas movie. I'll grant you that. It's one of those things you you enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And here it is, February, and we're talking about Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, because we're debating about Die Hard. So, 
Anyway, Vincenzo, it was great to chat with you. I loved learning about your point of view on these these spots from the Super Bowl and learning what you're up to at Aftermark and in the rest of your life. I, I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. All right. Next time, Maggie Fox on the CEO-CMO relationship. So stay tuned. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2020. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.